0: Absolute Sports Betting Degeneracy. Hey
1: everybody, Arch here, and it is Thursday after the main show, which can only mean one thing. We're talking UFC with James and Mason. What's going on, James?
2: This is the main show. Oh, Come on, you've got to get this right, my son. Honestly, that's absolutely shambolic from you. (laughs) 50 seconds in, and you're already bottling. No, I'm all good, mate. I'll yourself.
1: Not too bad, not too bad. Mason, what's going on with you, dude?
2: Not much, man. I'm doing all good.
1: Awesome. So, James, you're in a bit, you're in a bit of a good mood. What's going on?
2: A bit. That's an understatement, Skipper. Honestly, um, no. Uh, for what, the first time in like ten or so years, uh, the team I support, Chelsea, progressed through to the Champions League final. And I know for I don't know from people uh, across the pond in America, they probably don't know what that means, and they probably think you know it's not really relevant to them. Or, but as a football fan. I mean, Chelsea, they knocked out the greatest team to ever compete in that tournament. They've won it like 13 times and just the way in which they did it it is just nothing short of spectacular. And for a team like Chelsea to get to the Champions League final, it's literally once in a blue moon for them. I know you'll have the regulars like Bayern Munich, Real Madrid on Barcelona getting through to the final, but to see two English clubs competing in the final is very rare. It's only the third time in the history of the competition that three, uh, two English clubs will be competing against each other. So I'm very, very, very happy right now. But, yeah, I, words cannot describe how excited I was because as what a performance from start to finish, I was just so happy. And, yeah, I'm absolutely shattered, but it's well worth it.
1: Nice. So two clubs from England made it. So, Mason, your club must be the other one, right?
2: Nope. <laughs> it's their rivals. It's their rivals. <laughs> the noisy neighbours. Yeah. Oh no! Uh, Manchester. They're too busy in the B leagues. They're in the Europa League, not the Champions League. That's a that's yeah. a, a lower tier league. Yeah, it's that's a lower tier. Secondary,
3: that's like yeah, very competition. But on on for a the European. Side for my team, we more than likely we've got one foot in the final.
1: Oh, nice. Okay, so you're still they're still playing for something.
3: Yeah. All
2: right. See, Europa League though. So I throw that out there.
1: I'm just gonna let that oh. go. Yeah, you guys are talking languages <laughs> I don't understand. So <sighs> UFC, it's in a hell yes. of a card. This is probably my favorite card of the entire year. Isn't that right, James?
2: Without a shadow of a doubt. I mean, since its formation in 1993, I can I cannot stress this enough. This will be the biggest card in the history of the sport. I'm even joking, you know. I'm actually being remotely serious on this one. I am i mean, you've got a main event between Marina Rodriguez versus Michelle Watson. How are you not excited for this? Please explain. Names. How are you not excited? Yeah, yeah household, two household names yeah. in the division.
1: <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> yeah, so let's see if we can find some value in this stellar, stellar card. Where are we going to start? I guess we're going to start with the main event, James.
2: Uh, yeah, it's going to be done. I mean,. Marina Rodriguez ends this fight with a, a 13 and 1 professional record and has a, has a good sort of record in her last six fights. She's coming off of that win over Mandahibas uh, back in January. And I think going into this one, I mean, again, I'm not really too sure in this fight. I mean, I really couldn't give a rat's ass as to how this one will go down because it's not really significant in this uh, division because obviously you've got Rose Nami Yunus who's recently uh, well no sorry uh, the flyweight you've recently got Valentina Shevchenko winning against uh, Jessica Andraz I know this battle will take place at 125 naturally they're two strawweights so if you're looking at a strawweight division Rose Nami Yunus just defeated Zhang Weili so if Marina Rodriguez or Michelle Watson gets the win This weekend, are they really going to be in the title picture? Not really, but um, we go again. So when you're breaking it down, Rodriguez, she's now produced several knockouts, uh, two of our last four wins. She's a great athlete who grew up sort of fighting in all uh, sorts of competitions across MMA. She's a purple belt in uh, BJJ and a, a blue belt in Muay Thai. So she's a lengthy fighter who can throw some impressive overhands. She loves mixing those leg kicks as well and is very aggressive with her knees, especially in the clinch and has good takedown defence. Um, and she'll usually get the fight wherever she wants, really, and, and she's sort of aggressive in her attack. But on the sort of defensive side, she's very consistent and sort of knows when to sort of get out of trouble and knows how to sort of counter and get herself out of a, a sticky situation. So... Again, this is a big fight for her against Michelle Watson, who's a, a re- in, in the shortwave division. She is a bit of a household name. She's a bit of a veteran in the UFC. Um, but she's on a sort of touch and go record recently with Michelle Watson. Um, she's got a background in karate as well as kickboxing. So the leg kicks are going to be a huge part of her game. And if she's going to have any chance of winning this one, maybe she'll probably outpoint Marina Rodriguez just because of her leg kicks I think that's going to be her game plan going into this one she can't be too she's got to be really precise in her attacks because like I said Marina Rodriguez is just so comfortable wherever the fight goes Wilson is extremely quick and accurate she doesn't have a lot of power in those hands but like I said she's very flexible and can sort of land and knockout with her legs if her opponent gets caught slipping uh, she's got a very good takedown offense but like I said Rodriguez is very good defensively so it'll be tough to get her down um, looking at the fight, Rodriguez probably should be the favorite here as she's been more consistent recently. She's got a significant height advantage and she has a sort of pop uh, behind her stand-up stand striking. But like I said, Watson will have the athletic advantage. I mean, she's got the better gas tank, in my opinion. Uh, I think Rodriguez, she'll probably tend to sort of die down and take a foot off the gas towards the final few rounds. And with this being a five-round main event... Watson may want to sort of dictate the proceedings from the championship rounds onwards, but I think this one will go the decision. No disrespect, I don't think this one will be a fiery and, and a classic main event. I think Marina Rodriguez will outpoint Michelle Watson by decision on this one. All right, Mason, do you agree?
3: To be honest, yeah, I, I'm. I'm really not looking forward to this fight. To be honest with you, it's just it's just one of them. Unfortunately, the main event did get cancelled and being moved to another date, but. We've got this fight, we've got to make do with what we've got, but I agree with James there. I do believe it is gonna be a decision win for Rodriguez.
1: You gonna bet on that one, or are you just gonna kinda lean that way?
3: <sighs> I'm gonna lean that way, man. I oh, think this okay. is the f- first main event that I've not actually betted on.
1: Yeah. I think you're right. I, I mean Marina's minus two oh seven, Michelle's plus one seventy five. I think Marina's it's no surprise. I, I'm pretty sure she wins the fight. At minus 207, I don't think you can money line bet it. I think that's asking a, maybe a touch too much. But I, I'll throw a little bet on the decision. Marina Rodriguez wins by decision. I'll throw, I'll throw a little bet there. And let's just hope you know who's not sitting at the judges' table. <laughs> All
3: right. Yeah, he who shall not be named.
1: <laughs> Mason, what do you got up next?
3: Well, next up, I've got the co-main event, which is Donald Cerrone versus Alex Morono and it's not the fight we was gonna get, as we all know, we was supposed to have Donald Strone versus Diego Sanchez. But I'm I'm quite looking forward to this one. I don't know why. I got a feeling it could, it could be interesting. as we know, Donald Cerrone, true legend within the sport. Although he is not on the best of runs at the moment, he's riding a four fight lose streak, and well, he drew drew his last fight and lost the previous four, so he's not on the best of runs. But his opponent, Alex Morono, again. He's coming off a loss against Anthony Pettis, but I think I think this could could be an interesting bout. Obviously, Donald Cerrone is v- very good striker. We've seen his head kicks take out numerous people before. And Alex Moreno, with with how Cerrone has been fighting the past couple of years, I think he could take him out. But I think that the experience is going to play a deciding factor for Donald in this one. To be honest with you. I think Donald is gonna be wanting to get back on the wing column and I think I think he can. The last time we seen him compete in a way was in a grappling match against Rafael dos Años back in December. He won that and I think even though it was only a grappling bout, it was good for him to get back in a, a wing column. And I think I think he could get back in there with, within MMA now. And to be honest with you, I think I think he could finish Morono because we've seen Morono get finished quite a few times before and to be honest I'm going to go for a Donald Cerrone second round TKO. Mm,
1: Okay. Nice. James, you on board?
2: Uh, I'm on board with a Cerrone victory. Uh, I just think it'll be done by decision because you know where I stand with fighters stepping in on short notice. Right. Alex Moreno is obviously stepping in on less than a week's notice. It really is going to be tough for him. Um, as Mason alluded to earlier, Soroni's last win came two years ago, and that was a decision win over Ally Quinter. And since then, he's lost to lux likes of um, H.A. Ferguson, Conor McGregor and Pettis. So it's, it'll be interesting to see where he's at mentally because... Those four fights, you know, they do tend to take its toll mentally on you. Donald Cerrone, without, without a shadow of a doubt, will go down as a true legend of the sport. He'll fight literally any time, any place, any weight. And that's why people love him. Uh, he's a versatile fighter. He's a well-decorated kickboxer. Has a comfortable background in Muay Thai and is comfortable on the canvas. Uh, Mason just alluded to there. He's coming off of that submission uh, grappling bout over half Ad San Jose. So he's proven on the mat. He sort of closes the range well with those leg kicks and usually gets the fight where he wants. He's a tough fighter who never breaks down from competition. And his work rate is just nothing short of spectacular. And you look at Morono going into this fight uh, before the defeat to... Uh, Anthony Pettis he was riding uh, in his last four fights a three and one record that last win coming over Rhys McKee via, you know, decision over five months ago he has a black belt in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu and Taekwondo and he has a decent stand-up striking background that can't be ignored however I think he personally does some of his best work on the ground with six uh, career wins coming by a form of submission and he's very uh, aggressive fighting off his back so this is going to be an interesting one but 'Cause he's stepping on short notice, so i will probably gone for a Cerrone by decision.
1: All right. Are you gonna bet that? That's a bet, right? Oh uh,
2: yeah, yeah. I, yeah
1: okay. I think your guys are right. I think Cerrone wins. I mean he's minus one ninety four thereabouts, so he's a pretty healthy, healthy favorite there. I couldn't quite get there with what I wanted I needed, so I'm gonna lean that way. I'll lean a decision on Cerrone. I think that yeah, I think that's probably what's gonna happen. But either way, you can make some money if you take the decision if you agree with James or the TKO if you agree with Mason. All right, James, what have you got up next for
2: us? Uh, next up, I've got Neil Magny versus Jeff Neal. And t- to be honest, this is a fight which I'm really much looking forward to. I know Jeff Neal was coming off that loss to Stephen Thompson. Again, there's no shame in losing to Thompson. But before that, he was coming off of wins over Mike Perry, Nico Price, uh, Bilal Mohammed and uh, Frank Camacho. Whereas you've got Neil Magny, who was also coming off of a defeat to Michael Chiesa, where he was literally just absolutely ragdolled from start to finish. So, he's going to want to avoid back to back losses. And for the first time in his career since 2013, when you look at Neil Magny, he's a busy fighter who doesn't mind trading punches in the stand up. And his willingness to fight from close range and sort of trade with his opponent is very impressive. That's why he has such high striking numbers, because he's literally always on the front foot, he's always on the offense. He has an athletic takedown artist who can usually get to the fight to the canvas. But again, When he faces those top contenders who have really got a a pedigree in wrestling, he will struggle, but I don't think he'll need to worry about that. And Jeff Neal, who is a bit of a finisher. Magni is a well-conditioned fighter who can go the distance. I think 14 out of his 16 decisions have gone in his way. So, again, he's comfortable with going to the judges' scorecards. But with Jeff Neal, personally, I think he's got to be very careful, Neil Magni, of his striking, because as soon as Jeff Neal connects, Really, he's going to put you to sleep. Neil is primarily a stand-up striker with powerful hands. He's been a knockout artist since his even his amateur days, you know, puts together those nice combinations. And he's also got that kicking ability that managed to put Frank Camacho down to sleep in a devastating fashion. So with this one, I'm probably going to... You can make a case for either fighter, personally. I think you look at the stand-up striking edge and the more power, I'm probably going to lean towards... um uh, Jeff Neal on this one. So I think, uh, I don't know, with Neil Magny, he's not that flashy fighter and hasn't got a ton of respect throughout his career, but he's solid across the board in terms of his size and uh, advantage. But that's probably his only key to victory on this one. I think if Jeff Neal can dictate the striking proceedings, he'll probably get the knockout. So I'm going to go for Jeff Neal by a second, TKO.
3: Got it. Mason, what about you? I'm uh, To be honest, I'm actually quite looking forward to this one. Yes. Neil magni and Jeff Neal are two ve- very tough guys within the welterweight division, and like like James was saying, if Jeff Neal lands, I think think he's gonna, I think he would put Neil magni to sleep. And to be honest, I do think Jeff is gonna land. I think his striking's just a lot better than Neal's, and I'll I'll just keep it short simple. I agree with James there for the second round TKO well, for Jeff Neal. I think he I think he's just gonna get the win on that fight. Nice.
1: Jeff is minus one ninety five and Neal's plus one sixty six. So yeah, it's not a it doesn't look to be a very close fight, according to Vegas. I'm leaning that way. I do think you guys are right. I do think Jeff Neal wins the fight. But again, this is, it's asking a little bit too much. So definitely take a look at the TKO there. And um, if you want to double up, take that second round and hope these guys are right. Those round, those round predictions are hard. <laughs>
0: <laughs> guys, do you hear that sound? That's the sound of power and precision. That's right. You're listening to The Lawnmower. 4.0. Manscaped fourth generation trimmer featuring a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents. The lawnmower 4.0 th- has advanced skin-safe technology, which is a fancy way of saying you're not going to clip your balls off while shaving. But that's not all. Manscaped has a plethora of great products to keep your family jewels in pristine condition. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code ABSOLUTEDGEN over at manscaped.com. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Your balls will thank you. Guess who's back All you have to do is use the promo code DEGENS. That's D E G E N S. But the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, anywhere. Use the promo code DEGENS to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas?
3: Well, the last thing I've got is Ben Rothwell versus Felipe Lins, and I I don't know. I think this could go either two ways because we've seen in the past Ben Rothwell has gone on a few skids where he's lost a few in a row, and he's currently on a he's only on a one fight losing streak. But when you when you've lost your last fight, it can have a mental effect on you. But I, th- I think Ben Rothwell gets this done to be honest. I, I it's not the most exciting fight, but. I always love seeing two heavyweights scrap it out. So, again, to keep it short and simple, I'm going to go Beth, Ben Rothwell by a uh, decision.
1: All right. James, you on this fight at all?
2: Uh, on this fight, no. Um, but if I'm going to sort of pick, make a prediction on this fight, I'm probably going to lean towards uh, Rothwell by decision.
1: You're going to lean that way, but you don't want a piece it. Yeah. Okay. Mason, you picked a hell of a fight to actually make a prediction on. Even money, minus 107 both sides, minus 110 both sides, minus 115 both sides. They they honestly have no idea who's going to win this fight. So that's a good call. I like that decision there. I'm going to lean that way. (laughs) I'm not touching an even fight with I'm not catching a plus line on either guy. Maybe, maybe I would lean towards uh, Rothwell just a little bit. But man, it should be a hell of a fight, huh? Indeed. All right, James, what have you got up next?
2: The final fight I've got is between Gregor Gillespie and Carlos Diego Ferreira, and unfortunately for Gregor Gillespie, he was uh, scheduled to fight uh, Brad Riddell, I think, a couple of weeks ago or back in March, I believe. So for that to get postponed, he must be absolutely devastated because obviously the last time we saw uh, Gillespie was just via that brutal uh, overhand right to head kick loss to Kevin Lee back at two four four, which was just a sensational knockout. And with Gillespie, it'll be interesting to see where mentally he's at because before the fight with Kevin Lee, he was 13-0 and, and he was looking to make his way up the rankings. And again, with that loss in brutal fashion, it does take its toll on you. And Carlos Diego Ferreira is also coming off of a defeat. And you look at both men, Gillespie, he's got a strong uh, BJJ background, but primarily his sort of main go-to arsenal is probably his wrestling. He is such an aggressive wrestling um, artist. You know, he executes those takedowns well and usually keeps his opponents on the ground, but he's comfortable standing on the feet. He's also got a decent striking. As I said, he's got a couple of knockout victories under his belt. So he's a, a fairly balanced fighter and he's become a fairly balanced fighter over the years. But personally, his bread and butter is probably his wrestling. And you look at Ferreira, Um, he's coming off of that decision loss at UFC Vegas 18 again with Ferrari, he's probably known for his BJJ sort of side Uh, he's got a lot of nice submission wins under his belt but he's also got a solid gas tank so if Gillespie sort of takes him into deep waters. I really think Diego Ferreira will sort of hold his own and manage to compose himself because he's got that experience. He's 36. He's been competing in MMA for a while. So I'm I'm really, I'm looking forward to this one. This is probably one that'll go down under the radar a bit, to be honest with you. Ferreira from a betting sort of standpoint, he is worth a look with that plus money line, given that Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu background and his ability to wear his opponents down. But personally, I think Gillespie is a more balanced fighter with much better takedown success and has that clear edge in terms of the striking. He's so, from my sort of perspective, I think Gillespie has more ways to win. And so, in that say, um, in that case, I'm probably going to go for a Gillespie by decision.
1: All right, Mason, you're not on this fight, but do you have a, an opinion?
3: Um, yeah, I agree. I, re- I agree with James there. I think. Gregor's got a few more ways to win this fight. If it goes to the ground, I believe Diego would get it done. But I think Gregor's gonna try and keep it on the feet. And I think he may pick him apart for 15 minutes. And again, I agree with James. I've got Gregor Gillespie via decision on this one.
1: Oh nice. Did you want to bet that one? You changed your mind or you're just gonna lean that way?
3: Yeah, go well, on then. I'll bet that one.
1: All right, cool. Yeah. I like the decision when I Gregor Gillespie, let's just start over. <laughs> Money <clears throat> Money line is minus one eighty five. Excuse me, that's that's a little too much to to lay on him, I think. But that decision is paying like plus one forty, so that's not bad. I will I will definitely throw a piece on the decision, and maybe even just throw a piece on Ferreira to win as well. You know, that's plus plus one fifty five that Ferreira wins, and a Gregor Gillespie decision plus one forty. Yeah, we're we're making a profit no matter what. So maybe yeah, I would probably take a piece of both sides here. All right. So that's it for you, James. No more
2: fights. That's it for me. All
1: right. I got a couple more to look at. First up, I want to look at. Uh, we're going all the way to the bottom. Carlson Harris versus Christian Aguilera. I think at minus 166, that's not too big of an ask. I think Carlson is going to win and absolutely dominate. So I'm going to throw a money line bet on Carlson minus 166. James, is that yeah, crazy?
2: Um, no, no, I don't think it's crazy personally. I think he is making. Going into this bout, he's making his UFC debut at 33 years of age, and he's got a strong background in submission. He's got a lot of submission wins under his belt. And you look at Aguilera coming off of that defeat to Sean Brady, and most notably, that defeat was via a guillotine choke. So that sort of, you know, bodes the question: he, Is he sort of comfortable on the fo- uh, on the gro- uh, on the ground? He is susceptible to that submission. So I'm probably going to lean towards. Well, uh, I say lean. I'm probably going to bet I house on this one by a form of submission in the second round. Oh, a submission, second round bet. Wow.
1: How'd that go for you last week? Oh, you agree with me, right? Carlson Harris is going to win, right? Yeah, yeah, Okay, okay. I was going to say. <laughs> you'll agree with, you'll disagree with me later. Mason, are you on this one at
3: all? Um, I'd lean Carlson's way, to be honest. Yeah.
1: <clears throat> but no, you don't want well, a piece of it. You just want to lean that way.
3: Yeah, I'd lean that one. Okay.
1: All right, next one I want to look at is Joe Y jo Young, Jo Young Park versus I'm not even going to try Taffan. Taffan, let's just call him Taffin. <laughs> Uh I think Park at the plus one twenty. I think there's a lot of value there. It may even be less than plus one twenty now. It looks like it's dropping as we talk. Uh, it's plus one twenty pinnacle, plus one fifteen at my bookie. Promo code: Absolute uh Plus one ten at Bet three sixty five. I think there's enough value on Park here. I want him on a money line bet as well. James, why am I wrong and why are you going to lose money?
2: I mean, this is a tough one again. From the looks of it, it's sort of a coin flip fight. If you ask me, uh, Junior Parks coming off those wins over John Phillips and um, Mark Barrio by decision, so it, this is going to be a tough one to call. With tough on and uh, Chukwi. he's com- coming off that win to Jamie Pickett, and you look at his contender win over Al Matavel, That was a sensational. Uh, KO head kick I'm thoroughly looking forward to this one because he's 26 years of age he's sort of wanting to to ply his trade and get up those middleweight rankings but again I think Taifon he has that height advantage and he has that significant reach advantage I think he'll have a, a four inch reach advantage over uh, Junyun Park so as a sort of sh- striking artist I think that will sort of benefit Tafin on this one and I really think he'll have the power and the precision to put uh, Junyun Park away so I'm going to go for we uh, via a first round TKO. Are you going to bet that one? You want to go against yeah. me? Uh, yeah I'm always against you son. <laughs> nine times out of ten.
1: I'm sorry it Was uh, what round did you pick or no?
2: Uh, first round.
1: First round holy shit. It's, uh, didn't, it didn't go well for you last week going against me. Mason.
2: Which, which one?
1: You went, didn't you bet uh, i could pull it up i thought you the i thought you went against me twice and it didn't go well for you let's see here oh boy it's gonna take i'll, a be,
2: intru- I'll be intrigued
1: let's see here you were against me <laughs> on the luke sanders felipe felipe fight right uh, luke, luke sanders lost that fight correct
2: yeah yeah i think i went sanders yeah, I believe, yeah and, and
1: he, he lost and uh didn't tj <laughs> brown take care of kai kai kamaka
2: Oh yeah, All yeah. Right. I'll, I'll allow that one. Yeah, okay. I backed, I fully backed Kai Mark on yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah. All
1: right, Mason, now <laughs> you have that information in your pocket. Are you going to go against me or no?
3: Wait, what were the odds on this fight?
1: Uh, Park is plus one twenty. Uh, Typhon is minus one
3: thirty eight. I'll I'll go Park. I'll go Park. Just you'll get win. A Park third round submission probably. Uh, I'll go Park just to win. Just to win, yeah.
1: No need to do all that when you're catching the plus line. You don't, you don't have to jump through all the hoops. It's easier. i got a couple more. we still got to bang through. Klein versus Michael Taranzo. I like Klein minus 244. I think he's going to just absolutely dominate. So even at the minus 244, I don't think that's too big of an ask. I'm going to bet a money line.
2: No, I mean, I totally agree with you this one. It's probably going to be a little bit Klein- by, you know, sheer murder. <laughs> he's a moderate favourite for a reason, uh, but he is coming off of that, well, he's coming off of that win to um, Shane Young via head kick about seven months ago, and you look at Maitre zano he's coming off that loss nearly two years ago for Grant Dawson. So, that begs a question, is Ringmuss going to play a factor in this one? I, I don't know, but with Ludovic Klein, his nickname is uh, Mr Highlight, and you look at his career over the last couple of years, he has produced and provided some sensational knockout victories. So, I'm probably gonna go for Klein in the first by take uh,
3: TK. Mason, you want it? Um I'd I bet Klein just to win the fight overall, to be honest. Yeah.
1: I, I don't think I really don't think that's too big of an ask. Gun to your head, mm-hmm. if you want a prop, I agree. It's probably an early stoppage, a finish. So I I yeah, I would I'd lean that way. I don't think it goes to the scorecard. Um shoot, got two more. Ryan Benoit versus Zurich Adashev. Whatever. he's plus 125 I think there's enough value there to throw a few bucks on him so I'm going to bet Zurich to win the fight
2: yeah this is a tough one I think going into this one Zurich is near even on this one and he's coming off of those losses to Sumer Derji and Tyson Nam and when you look at it I mean, he's three and three in his professional career, but I will give him his dues. I mean, Sumadergi and uh, Tyson Nam are, are two tough opponents in the division, and you look at uh, Benoit—he's coming off those uh, defeats to Tim Elliott and uh, uh, Hailey Alatang. So, again, from a sort of neutral standpoint, it's probably going to be a, a pick and fight. But I'm probably going to lean towards a Ryan by decision on this one. Nice. I'm already counting
1: the profits. You're against me, Mason. <laughs>
3: Um, just just to go against James, I'll agree with you. All. <laughs> there's an agenda against me. I swear <laughs> to God,
1: there's a conspiracy against you. Yeah. All right. Last fight I want to talk about: Phil Haas versus Kyle Dacus. Uh, I do think Phil. This looks to be really, really close fight by everything I could see. Mm. I like Phil Haas catching a barely positive line plus one hundred nine. I think there's some value there. I'm gonna bet Phil Haas to win the fight.
2: Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. This, this this is a tough one, though. Again, this is a real pick. And, the whole card. this is probably the biggest sort of coin flip pick and fight, if you will. Uh, with Phil Hawes, he's coming off of that win over uh, Nasruddin Mavov uh, just over a month ago. And Kyle Dalkus, he's coming off that win over uh, Dustin Stoltzbus uh, by decision this is a tough one to call. I think Phil Hall's on the feet. He's a real you know, brute in terms of his striking game. He's a knockout artist. So, Carl uh, dalkas uh, again, I'm a big fan. He'll have the height and the reach advantage going into this one, but I'm probably going to lean to, well, I say lean, I'll probably bet Phil Hall's in this one, but with this fight, it's just such a pick and fight. Like uh, it's a 50, 50 fight. I'm probably going to bet Phil Hall's in this
3: one via second round TKO. Mm.
1: All right. Mason, you on this
3: one? Um, yeah, it, uh, like you said, it's a really close fight, and I'd edge it towards Phil Hawes, and I think I think he'll get it done, but I'm not sure which way, but I'm going to bet a Phil Haas decision. Okay.
1: Decision. Oh, okay. Wow. Got it. Well, if you take the prop bets on Phil Hawes, you're going to make bank if he actually can TKO or decision, depending on which way you go. That's going to pay. There's no doubt that's all i've got so uh what's going on with you guys mason you're pretty busy these days
3: indeed i've been at the bellator and pfl press conferences this weekend. also still doing my stuff over at overtime heroics and the sports podcast wow
1: just everywhere you're everywhere james what do you got going on you're almost ready to graduate right you get in the real world
3: (laughs) unfortunately
2: i've probably got about two more weeks left in me and and then I'm done and then yeah I've got graduation in July and then it's time to hit the real world but I'm probably going to make the most out of summer this year because you've got the Euros on and then I'll probably focus on trying to get graduate jobs but yeah we'll take it day by day we've got three more deadlines to go and then I'm a free man
1: free man alright <laughs> Guys, always a pleasure. We're going to, for a card that we weren't crazy about, we ended up making a lot of bets more than usual. So, this is going to be an exciting weekend. Indeed. Go away. Get out of here.
2: Take care, man. Take care. Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer any kind of investment advice or recommendations under no circumstances will the owner operators of this podcast be held responsible for damages related to its contents
0: nice buns soft fluffy and ultra low net carbs discover
1: hero bread the delicious ultra low net carb bread